Hello. Hey, it's me. So I've been trying to figure out what I'm supposed to call you. What do you mean, Brandon? Well, your name is Cheryl, but you're also a pseudo guru. Yeah, so you can call me Cheryl or you can call me your pseudo guru. But what is a pseudo guru? It's a pretend guru. I pretend that I'm your guru. and I'll guide you with cosmic awareness until you're able to guide yourself. Okay, uh, so what is woohoo? Woohoo is a static approval from the universe. How do you get this approval? By catching it. How do you catch it? It's everywhere. You learn how to find it. You'll see it and taste it and smell it and feel it and notice it in places that you never knew existed. It's all around you. So what do you mean in like, like numbers and signs and symbols and things like that? Yes. You receive their message and you fill up with their currency and that's woohoo. It's like spiritual currency. It's wild and feral and free joy. So is that what high vibes mean? Yep. You can gain the high frequency power to radiate real joyful vibes out into the universe. That's high vibes. It's contagious. You catch it, you open it, you experience it, and you share it. That's amazing. We should do a podcast. Ooh. Welcome to the Woohoo Crew podcast, where cosmic culture meets pop culture, where we discuss topics like astrology, numerology, the mind-body connection, as well as sports, music, and entertainment. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm joined by my co-host, my pseudo-guru, Cheryl. We are the Woohoo Crew. Cheryl, my pseudo-guru, welcome to episode three. My first question, which is on everybody's mind, did you catch any Woohoo this past week? <laughs> yes, I did. Thanks for asking. These prosperity mantras in the Sagittarius season have really given me a lot of spiritual richness and uh, mental richness. How about you? That's awesome. Uh, yes, maybe too much. I don't know if it's from last Friday's eclipse or I celebrated too much on my birthday weekend, but I, uh, I just I kind of have a feeling like I, I ran a marathon. And mm. it's, it's now time to, to kind of relax and, and have fun and be extra kind and grateful. And I, I attribute that, I believe, to Scorpio season. I'm super excited for Thanksgiving coming up, holiday season. And I'm pretty intrigued for what's uh, in store for us coming up with, the, with this new season. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. We're, we're all so glad you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Thank you. So, so with that, let's jump into the first quarter of the show. First quarter reason for the season. Woohoo! So we just said goodbye to Scorpio season and hello to Sagittarius season. I could feel the energy and excitement around you. Can you tell us what's in store for us uh, over the next several weeks? Yeah, this is the season of it's comic relief, really. 
<laughs> and Sagittarius is a, it's a very sophisticated, very complex, wise energy. And within it is a lot of humor. So once you have that wisdom, you find humor in everything. And I suspect you're able to do that because you have a lot of Sagittarius in your blueprint. Are really? you aware of this? I'm not. Mm -hmm. No. So what does that mean exactly? Yeah. You actually have a stellium in both Scorpio and Sagittarius. So those are your two main areas that you get energy from. Um, it means you have four, three or more planets and you have four in your Sagittarius. So it's your Venus, it's your love language. It's your Neptune, which is your dreams. It's your North node, your direction in life. And it's your rising sign to your first house. So it's a lot of your direction where, where you're going. So a stellium is that, does everybody have a stellium or, or no. maybe no, nope, not at all. Not, not everybody has one or two. You have two. Wow. You have one in set. You have one in Sag and one. Some people have it more spread out throughout, but you have most of your planetary energy in Scorpio and Sagittarius. So this is your time of year. Oh, wow. And that might be why you're tired. Cause there's a lot of energy. Yeah. There's a lot going on. <laughs> And I like to laugh. So I want to get in. I want to hear about that, too, with the comic relief and a lot of humor. It seems like a lot of uh, Hollywood comedies come out this time of year. I'm just I'm curious if there's all, I didn't know there was a connection with with comedy uh, late in the year. So I'm curious about that. Yeah, it's very funny. So, you know, the, the that's what the, a lot of the the gurus, not the, not the pseudo gurus, the guru gurus, they always say like, you know, whatever you're doing, your spiritual lineage, your spiritual teaching is working when you're able to laugh, when you're able to laugh at yourself. And so that that's Sagittarius. It's a guidance. It's a teaching. It's, um, you want, it's teaching, you know, on Thursdays, when this comes out, it comes out every Thursday, our, our, um, our podcast, that's the guru day. It's Jupiter day, guru day. So it's the day to, to learn and um, by, by all the signs and symbols around you, that's Sagittarius. And that's, that's the woohoo too. That's what we do in the craft is looking at signs and symbols and the meaning behind them. So when I wanted to put this out on Wednesday and you, you wanted to do it every Thursday, there was a, you had a, you had an actual reason as to why you wanted to do it on Thursday. I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Although I think, I think Wednesday is good too. It's Mercury day. It's communication. So I think either one of those days works well. Yeah. So it's about, um, study and relativity and philosophy. It's a great day to, to think about the meaning, like why we're here, you know, the meaning of life, having those philosophical discussions. And this is, you're talking about just on Thursday. Specifically. <laughs> well, and Sagittarius season So the okay. whole season, that's what it's for. And that's the Sagittarius currency which um, you have a lot of, and that's the direction in life for you to, to get, have your personal quest, know why you're here and aim for it. The Sagittarius glyph, if you look at it, it's an arrow. So to aim true toward your quest of why you're here. Okay. And so all of us, regardless of whether we have a stellium like you do, <laughs> um, we all have Sagittarius energy. We all have a ninth house. So we, this is our season to consider our personal quest or do we know what that is and are we aiming for it so is it it's no coincidence then that this is the the holiday season right with thanksgiving and uh i don't want to say christmas because that's 
more religious based, but, but new years. And this is sort of a time, I mean, the last two months of the year, it kind of feels like nobody really works and you know, every, every, <laughs> everybody's partying or certainly the last month. Um, is that, is that, so you're saying that's not really a coincidence. Well, Sagittarius season, there's Thanksgiving, which is, is a time for us all to be thankful. And Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, which is expansion. And so on Thanksgiving, we're able to be thankful and even go, go to the meaning of what gratitude means and what, what brings us to that place of gratitude and to be grateful for the bounty, right? The harvest, what we have. And even beyond that, the, the mental prosperity, the spiritual prosperity, the emotional prosperity, the energetic prosperity. And I would consider even our relationships, having that our relationship richness to be grateful for that. Yes. I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Yeah. I love it. I love the, I love the gratitude theme too, because that's, uh, I mean, just as like me with like young kids, that's my, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm trying to instill in them is, is gratitude. And we're not doing a very good job so far, but, um, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's not without effort. Uh, so that's, that's cool. Well, I guess we'll continue that quest, uh, for the rest of this season. Yeah. I find with children, it's best to show instead of tell. So show them what you're grateful for, explain what you're grateful for, and they'll have that. It'll be part of the energetic, the energy of your house and the, your energetic family blueprint. So they'll naturally have that. They'll naturally know to, to look for what they're grateful for, to be reminded of that. But that's, you know, that's a muscle that you can help them develop by for sure, showing them and anything that they do that, that you, like you ask them to do and that, that, that it's for the greater good of the family or the world, you could say, thank you. Even, you know, thank you for bringing the dish to the sink. That makes it so much easier for us. Or yeah. thank you for putting your toys away. It, it feels so good when you do that and, and constantly doing that, they're going to get that, that literacy, the gratitude literacy. That's, that's, that's solid advice. I like that. I like that. So, okay. So Thanksgiving is coming up. How can we, how can we catch as much Sagittarius currency centered around Thanksgiving, especially the time when, you know, most of us will be around family. We won't be working. We'll have a few days off. Uh, it's just kind of a time to do a lot of things, if not just kind of turn your brain off and, and just be a, a human. How can we catch as much currency as possible? family relatives, right? Relativity, that's Sagittarius. So considering any, the relativity of truth, examine any limiting beliefs, any limiting beliefs that are taking away from spending time with people that have a different belief system. So if your beliefs are limited and particularly around <laughs> politics or sports or religion or medical procedures, then consider that. I mean, is that is if that's taking away from your philosophical discussions, your deep discussions, your family time, your laughter? Just to, just to clarify, though, you're saying you should be you should be addressing your limited beliefs during this time and trying yeah. to overcome them. Your own, like that's a, that's okay. Sagittarius is is to yeah, like people that think differently than you, being able to have conversations with with them, and. It even helps people that have different culture that just think differently than you have different routines and rituals to be in the same space, break bread with them, 
that is the time to do it. Now, the family is the hardest to do this with. That's interesting, though, because you're you're probably put in a in the best position all year to to deal with your limited beliefs when you're sitting around a let's say a Thanksgiving dinner table with right. <laughs> you know like I don't know anywhere from your immediate family to let's say up to forty people depending on your family size. But I mean, if, if there's no better better place to probably deal with it than Thanksgiving dinner, right? I think so. I think it's the greatest yoga or the spiritual teaching right there. Cause yeah. if you have, if you realize that everyone is here to teach us and it may be to teach us what to do or what not to do, or give us a different perspective. But if you can take that Sagittarian uh, currency of everyone's here to teach us, where can I find meaning? What can I look for in the signs of that? Can I, can I hold space for people to have different belief systems and opinions than me. That's a very high level of currency. And it's also a challenge. No doubt. Yeah. And then you have all the food. And so it's ruled by Jupiter, which is expansion. So just, you know, what do we tend to do on Thanksgiving over overdue, right? Expand <laughs> over our bellies. Yeah, yeah. Expand our bellies. So can we definitely do that? Expand our bellies with all the delicious bounty. Can we also expand our mind, expand our heart? expand our energy. That's cool. Never really looked at it like that. That's, that's really neat. And it really is a time. Yeah. Timmy, just kind of looking back for, for me personally on some past Thanksgivings. I mean, that's, it always, there always seems to be a little bit of a growth period late in the year and it's mm -hmm. probably no coincidence. Right. Not, well, coincidences are, are signs. So that's sad. So when that's the Sagittarius energy of realizing that, serendipity coincidences are all signs from the universe that, Hey, you're, you're on the right quest. And I think that's a way to really feel proud of yourself. If you're able to hold space and not completely lose control and make somebody wrong, because that's so boring, you know? And so that's the thing too. Sagittarius is, they do not, that the energy is the opposite of boredom. And so to me, it's really boring to stay stuck in just these old belief systems. And, and even, especially if they're not even yours, like you've just inherited them by some authority figure, you know, and, and they're not, you're just parroting them. That's so boring to me. So can you have a, a lively discussion and Sagittarius is fire, a lively discussion that warms our heart and expands our mind. Um, that, that makes a great Thanksgiving, I think. So let me ask you this. When you, you say, Jupiter rules Sagittarius, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, explain that as, you know, I often like to ask you to explain it to like a, a second grader. Uh, what does it mean when you say like a planet rules a sign? I like when you say that because, you know, I used to teach elementary school. So signs are motivational and then planets are like the basic circuit boards in the, in your head. So okay. I think planets are the the most important to me because it's their energy. And I, I use the term ruling, not in a, you know, like an iron fist, it's sure. just that energy is pervasive. So sure. we want to work with it. That's the woohoo catching the planetary energy. So we have them in the day. So to, you know, when this comes out, it's a Thursday, which is the guru day, which is Jupiter day. And Sagittarius is in that realm too. It's, it's under Jupiter, which is an expansive energy. And that makes sense because Sagittarius is living life. It's, it's 
indulging, it's happiness, it's traveling long distances, it's philosophy, it's all that expansive, expansive energy. In contrast, the next season will be Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn, which is contraction. And that's the difference, but they work so well together. So if you have too much Jupiter, too much expansion, it works well with either Mars to, to cut that off. You know, okay, that's enough. Mars, like take action to stop or um, Sagittarius to hone it in and contract. So that's how that works. But Jupiter really helps Sagittarius out, like looks out for Sagittarius. And, and so there's a lot of- um, Jupiter is like Sagittarius's guardian. Yes. Okay. You could say that. That makes sense. Like they're guardian. If you look at it, like they're, it's all archetypes, you know, of these energies and, and, you know, it used to be right. That they were considered gods. Jupiter is a God. Right. And then, but it's the, because it's such a pervade pervasive energy. And then there's stories built around them. And I think we could really learn from those, those stories. And that's Sagittarius too, is stories learning from them. Like what, what makes sense. And to me, it makes sense in that day. Like I, my meditations are much more profound on Jupiter day because it's the day of with the Jupiter finger, with the wisdom finger. Yeah. And I feel wiser on that day as opposed to Monday is more of a moon is moon day, Monday. And that's a day for us to be more, do more restorative type. Now, what did, what did you say about the finger? Your index finger okay. is your Jupiter finger. So okay. that, and then oftentimes in meditation, which you'll notice on the portal, mm -hmm. the thumb, which is like your personality, kind of your ego, pressing your thumb and your Jupiter finger together helps you with wisdom. So anytime you need to tune into what does this mean? What is the signs and symbols of this? You press those two fingers together and See, that that's, helps you. That's crazy. I didn't. I didn't know that. I do that all the time, but I didn't know why. I just do it because everybody else does it. Yeah. And then the other fingers mean something too. So we'll get to that one. You know, oh. like the middle finger Saturn. Yeah. So Jupiter finger. Definitely want to get more into the middle finger because there's there's a, I have a feeling there's a reason why it <laughs> why it became the middle finger. Well, yeah, because it's it's Saturn. So it's a strict finger. So sometimes people use it when they're giving somebody, you know, it's a contraction, right? When you say, when the meaning of that is kind of like, <gasps> it makes, makes us small, feel small. Like somebody did that to us. It's also our pay, it's supposed to be patience. So oftentimes people will lift it up when they're feeling impatient, like, mm -hmm. you know, but it, it is the Saturn finger. Mm -hmm. cool. And then the, 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 the uh, ring finger is our sun finger. It's what's nourishing and radiating and health. And then our pinky is our mercury finger, our communication. But we're in Sagittarius season, so our Jupiter finger with our thumb is great to press there and close your eyes and roll them to the space between your brows and tuning in to your, your wisdom in that way, the mm. inner wisdom that you have, your That's inner cool. guru. Yeah. That's cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. I, I did not know. So what if you had to give a couple or maybe a good piece of advice for for people listening, how they can because this most people will be listening to this uh, either on Thanksgiving or the or the following day. What can people do to to get the most out of their own Sagittarius season and Thanksgiving holiday? Be a student of life. Look, notice at all events on our journey, they help us evolve. Even if they don't feel good at this certain time, looking back like, oh, wow, I'm really glad that 
I, I lost that job or that person broke up with me because it led to this. And realizing that signs and symbols are there to help us on our journey, on our quest. It might be a book that um, when you're looking at the bookshelf and one of them seems to be brighter or maybe um, moving toward us a little bit, like wanting us to pick it up. And then you, you look at the title or you read something in there and it's just what you needed to hear. So looking at signs and symbols and they can come in numbers or um, a song. There might be something you hear in a lot, like when you're after, you know, like on Spotify or um, when, after, of course, you listen to our podcast and listening to some songs and maybe you have it on shuffle and a song comes up and it's like, oh, I needed to hear that. Um, looking for coincidences, serendipity, and um, seeking out new experiences. It may be even changing up your routine, sleeping on the different side of the bed, doing something new so that you're, you're not bored, you know, like, and, and learning something and, and remembering that everybody is teaching you. That's awesome. And you, and as you said earlier, this is not the season to be bored. No, it's a season to have fun and, you know, cool. surround yourself with, if you don't have any friends, that make you laugh, go get some, get, get, get some new friends or the characters on TV, consider them your friend, like funny shows or funny, you know, comedy, find something funny or read funny books or think of funny things. See what you can do to, to, um, to get your funny bone strong. I like it. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a great way to end the first quarter. Uh, thanks so much. As always, that is really interesting to learn about these things. And I can't wait to see what's coming up in the second quarter. Me too. Second quarter. Woo wire. Welcome back to the second quarter. I tell a story. Pseudo guru channels a cosmic force on the woohoo wire. We figure out the meaning on your mark. Get set. Go. So I was watching this movie Seabiscuit the other night. It's my second time seeing it. Uh, first sense it probably came out in 2003. But this time, my takeaway was different. It's a great movie, by the way, and a great cast. If you haven't seen it yet, I hope you do. Uh, although I am going to spoil the ending for you in a minute. The movie, which is, is based on a real story, it's set in the Depression era. And there are four main characters. So you have a wealthy businessman who's played by Jeff Bridges, who by all accounts is a good, likable guy. His young son dies. And his wife then divorces him. So he gets kind of lost in like this haze or funk and, and just not really happy. And then you have this kid who's played by Tobey Maguire, who basically was given away by his parents because they couldn't raise him. They couldn't afford to raise him. And he bounces around and horse farms and ends up somewhere down in Mexico. And he's sort of into boxing, but he also wants to be a, a horse jockey, but he's just a little too tall. And so nothing's really working out for him either. And then you have this horse trainer who's kind of an outcast and he doesn't really relate to people very well. He he's, he's kind of a loner. He doesn't, he really doesn't talk to people, but he loves being around horses and he communicates a lot better with them. And then last you have Seabiscuit and Seabiscuit was the, I think he was like the grandson of a well-known triple crown winner. So great pedigree. He had like the best trainer in the world, but they thought by the time he was at age two, they thought he was too small to be a winner and he was kind of a lazy horse, or he was, that's what they thought at least, and just not really interested in racing. 
So you have these four characters and they're all to some degree ostracized. They're lost. They're not really loved, but there's something as you sort of get the sense pretty amazing in all of them, if they could just find some help. So as the movie sets in the wealthy businessman buys Seabiscuit for basically pennies and he hires the outcast trainer who then hires the outcast jockey. And now remember, this is the true story. And, and from my understanding, you know, unlike most Hollywood stories, this movie is very close to exactly how it all happened in real life. So the four characters, they begin this journey to basically rehabilitate the horse and see if, if they can, uh, if they can win some races with them. It's tough at first and there's some breakthroughs and you start to see this potential, but not really, not just in Seabiscuit, but the, the other characters as well, the humans. So they enter Seabiscuit in some local races. He wins. They enter him in some bigger races. He wins and, and this just keeps going. And then the country starts to take notice, you know, a lot of the, the local newspapers and then, and then national newspapers are covering them. And so everybody's captivated by the story and it's still the depression era. So there's really not a lot to cheer about. And this country is like, they're literally like in love with Seabiscuit, but the racing community still at this time doesn't really take them too seriously. So this rivalry develops between Seabiscuit and the fastest horse in the world at the time, his name was War Admiral. So it's a modern day, like David versus Goliath. So without retelling the entire story, I'll say this. They set up a race between Seabiscuit and War Admiral. It's like one of the biggest sporting events ever. Like 40 million people were listening to it on their radio. And it absolutely captivated the United States. And in the end, surprise, surprise, Seabiscuit triumphs. You probably knew that because they wouldn't have made a movie a blockbuster movie six decades later if, if he hadn't won. But here's why I bring up the movie. The first time I saw it, my takeaway was that these humans helped this horse overcome basically being tossed away. But most recently when I watch it, I'd say it's at least equally about how this horse really helped three humans triumph over being tossed away. So my question to you, pseudo guru, is could it be both? Could it be that they all helped each other? Jupiter here. Hey, Jupiter. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Wow. I, I really, I didn't know what to expect and I, I, I certainly wasn't expecting you. So I know you uh, had a, had a chance because the woohoo wire has very good acoustics that you were able to, to hear my story. So, so what is the deal with, with Seabiscuit and, and this, this story that captivated the country 60 years ago? It captivated me as well. You know, I'm the natural planetary guidance system for Sagittarius. So right. I love stories and quests. I just learned that. Yeah, that's, that's great. So my energy is the highest love. It's kindness. It's mercy. And that is what this story displays. So yes, they all needed each other. They had the kindness and mercy of each other and the energy of expansion and wisdom. And they expanded on the right things. And that's what I help you do. So when you're on the, the, the right quest and you're doing what you need to do, I help expand that and help you learn as a guru, the wisdom. So when you need that spiritual guidance or you need the, to take action with something on your quest, I come in and help expand that for you. 
And that is what happened with these characters, these real characters. So they couldn't. So the each each one of these characters individually, and I'm going to include the horse as well. They were most likely not going to be able to triumph on their own. Right. So they needed each other and they needed you. And so how does tell me sort of how all of that is able to come together? Now, like, were you able to help the, the four of them come together or was it just fate and 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 luck and good fortune that they that they were able to meet and coexist with each other? Well, that's my energy, fate, luck, good fortune, wow. um, magical prosperity, limitless. So they, um, yes, they called upon me to, to um, guide them. And it was during a time where I felt that I could give them the growth that they seeked and to help them with each other. And, you know, the horse with Sagittarius. So, of course, I felt very. Um, I didn't even think of <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You're right. It's uh, it's like half person, half horse, right? Yes. And they, to me, they displayed the highest love and I wanted to expand that. Whoa. I did not even, I did not connect the dots on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that true kindness, that true mercy and that, you know, they knew to expand the right things and that's how that happened with them. So it's luck, luck we have. That's when I come in to help you with the luck. So oftentimes you might see people getting something and think, oh, they're so lucky. Well, that Jupiter, me, that's what I help do is they are on the right quest. And I make sure that they're on their soul's personal quest. And I come in and expand. I also, just for fun, help you expand when you're not on your quest. (laughs) So if you're doing something and you call upon me to I could expand the other direction as well. So for instance, you have a holiday coming up, right? Uh, we do. It's called Thanksgiving here. Right. With, with eating, right? So with Jupiter, that's the expansion. You could overdo it. The gluttonous. I, I, I get a kick out of that. It makes me laugh. And so um, I can help with that, but I can also, so you have to be careful. That's why you want to call on one of my colleagues, Saturn or Mars to help with that, like too much overindulgence. Would that be con- also, contraction or? Yeah. Saturn, okay. Saturn helps with contraction. We work together. Uh, I'm like the inhale, the Saturn, the exhale. We work together all the time. I'll remember that on, on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> call up on Saturn. That's discipline. That's like, so I'm the opposite of discipline. I'm like, here you go. Have all that you want. I'll help expand you. And then Saturn's like, Oh no, you know, we work together and, and it's, it's really a, a beautiful partnership that we have. So if I wanted to play the lottery, could I call on you? You could, but be careful because what I've seen with your human, the, your fellow humans is most of them can't handle it. They don't have the um, nervous system wherewithal to handle the currency of all of that money. And they wind up, yeah, they wind up leaking out. Yeah. The energy leaks out of them. They're leaking Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. Those, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. The stats are, are crazy high of people going broke after they win the lottery. So, so you're saying we're not, we're not ready for sudden windfall and the discipline that it requires to, to, to take that on. Well, many of us aren't, you need to have the spiritual currency, the woohoo currency in order to be able to handle it. 
the, the energetic. So most are most people are depleted, and that's why they they played a lottery, kind of like their last thing. But there's other ways of of gaining prosperity than the lottery. And I think for you, you could you could come up with something with a higher a higher purpose, a higher vision than the lottery. All right, but I'll make you a deal. Once I find ways to catch the currency in abundance, I am going to call you back and we're going to see about those lottery numbers. Yeah, because you can rely on me. You bring your thumb and your Jupiter finger together, my finger that is, you know, that has all my currency right there. You have it, you have it, right? Let me, let me see. You have your Jupiter fingers. Yeah, you have two of them. They're like antenna to me. So you bring your thumb with your Jupiter finger, you press it, you call on me, you call on my wisdom and my guidance. That's so and weird. I can I, help you with that. Yeah. I just, I just learned that. That's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So back to Seabiscuit. So I'm just, I'm, I'm intrigued by how everybody came together. And to me, it's, you know, like I, I understand your influence and in, in a, in a positive way, each of these people, but I, I just don't like, to me, this is a story about a group of people. Well, three people on a horse that really were able to come together by feeding off of each other and, and, and the energy and the guidance and the love and, you know, all of those things. And I don't, I'm not sure without it, they would have been able to triumph. And to me, it's just, you know, am I, am I off base there? Or is, is this story partly about, you know, just the need to, to have other people in your life to do positive things? Yes. So we're not, no one can do the work for us. We have to do the work, but we're not meant to do it alone. So the love I, I, I help with love me Venus and I work together with this all the time. And this is what we have conferences about Venus and Jupiter and, you know, both of us with our, you know, my 79 moons and we, the moons are fabulous too, during the conferences. And we discuss this, like, how can we show humanity that love wins every time and that you do the work and then you have each other. And then Saturn comes in as well for the discipline. Like, look how disciplined all of those players were in, in the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Wow. How do you keep track of 79 moons? That seems like a lot of moons to manage. Well, you know, I'm very expansive, so I, I'm able to do it and they're all just so beautiful and, you know, they, rely on me as their gas giant. So I, um, <laughs> I pay attention to them because they're part of me, just like I pay attention to all of you. And that's what I do. And that's what I enjoy doing. It gives oh, me, well, we are, we are so grateful for you to do that. I, I I'm sure we probably owe a lot of our triumphs and our success stories and, you know, just really good, happy moments to you. So thank you. Thanks for coming all the way down here too. Well, you can show me you're, you're thankful by growing in spirituality and wisdom. That's Deal. how you can show me your gratitude. You got it. This, this is okay. Yep. And this is a great week to do it too. Cause as we, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, wow. What better week to do that? Yeah. Cause gratitude is your gratitude and love are your highest currencies. So, and that doesn't, it doesn't, you can't buy that with, um, what do you all have down there? crypto or money or whatever you can't with gold none of that you can't buy that your spiritual and your your wisdom currency is what i'm most interested in helping you expand and when you have that the other things come
you'll get what you want. You'll have that prosperity that that's what prosperity is that fullness, your life will be full. That's what I want for you to have a full life with lots of laughter. And this is the season Sagittarius for you to hone in on that. Okay. I think you just described what everybody wants out of life. So that's great. Okay. Thank you very much. And safe travels back. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. That wraps up the second quarter. We'll see you back here after a quick break. This week's show is sponsored by Jupiter. It's the planet that helped fuel the thanks and giving in Thanksgiving. So call upon Jupiter to catch the currency of wisdom and expansion. Third quarter, the interview. Woohoo! Woohoo, we welcome Maria Shakespeare to the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Woohoo, Maria. We're so glad you're here. And you're Maria Shakespeare. Tell us about how you got that name. Uh, my family's from Paraguay, so it's pretty common to the name Maria something. And then Shakespeare, my dad is American uh, with English background, and he is William Shakespeare's our 13th grade uncle from my wow. dad's side. So, so yeah, it's a pretty cool fun fact. Heck I don't yeah. really talk about it that much. <laughs> I kind of try to be low key about it, but it is my name, so it's everywhere. <laughs> it's hard to be low low key with a last name of Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, uh, tell us about yourself a little bit, Maria. Where where do you live? What do you do? I was born and raised in Miami. I am one of seven kids. I'm the baby. So my uh, mom is from Paraguay, and my uh, dad was from Connecticut. I was a dancer my whole life. I went to performing arts school. Um, and then I sadly quit when I went to college in New York. I studied economics and psychology. And then I decided I did not want to do finance at all. <laughs> I tried it out. I didn't like it. It was not my personality. And I, I love to go out. I love to meet new people. I love to learn languages. I love to travel. So I dove into the event planning world during the pandemic and yeah so now I do a lot of weddings corporate parties galas um and now it's finally picking up because we're hopefully towards the end of the pandemic sure I'm 24 so you were you were on a a finance track correct and then yes. you you tried it out you didn't it wasn't for you no. and, the, and then you did a you did a 180 into the world of event planning how, completely yeah how was uh the people around you and were they supportive of that were they was that you know an easy thing an easy transition no it, it, to just be honest it wasn't an easy transition my dad definitely wanted me to finance um I feel like at Columbia everyone was kind of brainwashed so you have to do invest, investment banking when you get out of college or some sort of that track so I was and you have to start applying to all these in banking internships early so you could get a job after. And that's kind of what I, for four years, I just kept hearing and hearing and hearing. And I did do the internships. I did not like them at all. Um, I kind of was just staring at a screen the whole time. And I was just like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I told myself I, I want to do something that involves travel 
and uniting people. And I guess that I kind of found out about this industry called event planning. And I started researching and I found so many cool companies. And then I started to apply and we hit the pandemic. And so I didn't get much luck. So I entered graduate school for event planning. It was definitely hard, um, but I'm so glad I did it. And now everyone's supportive. <laughs> sure. Wow. Well, that's some Sagittarius currency right there because you knew that you were not on your personal life quest. You could feel it. And mm -hmm. then you figured out what gave you joy, what gives you ha happiness. And you put those two things together. And now, I mean, you're smiling ear to ear when you're talking mm -hmm. about what you do. <laughs> yeah, I do love what I do every day. It's very obvious. And then you have Sagittarius, your Mercury, your communication is in Sagittarius and your Pluto, your sole purpose is in Sagittarius. So you're meant to do this event planning. And from, from my understanding, even before when you were in college, you made sure that when you had a party and you, that you love to have parties that, ev that everybody felt included. Can yeah. you tell us how you did that? Cause that's an art. It's like the worst feeling when you don't feel included mm -hmm. or, or when someone invited someone and you didn't get the invite, but you kind of want to go, but you don't want to ask. So that feeling is just brutal. So I always, we would have always the biggest pregames or the biggest parties because I just said, bring whoever you want. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of people, I think it is a gift to, to just go up to people and make them feel inclusive. Absolutely. Um, but it, yeah, it really comes from the heart just because I don't want anyone to feel. Every group of friends needs somebody like you. You know, that's that's <laughs> that's super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Because we've all been there. We've all wanted. Yeah. Usually you're invited. You just don't realize if you're like, what What the hell? Why wasn't why wasn't I invited? Right. You know, and so somebody that uh, has that all inclusive sort of mentality. That's that's great. We need more yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah. And even if they are invited, but they don't feel like, you know, that they have the right to be here, the, right. the right to be at the party and you make sure that they feel good. Or I've also heard that if people visit you, that mm. you make them feel very wanted, not like they're intruding. And that I think is a tremendous, tremendous yeah. gift as well. So, you, so you've taken all these natural gifts that you've honed and put them into what you do for a living. And so you're living your true purpose. Yeah. So we've been talking with Jupiter, this cast and Jupiter is the, the guru is what brings mm -hmm. um, light, the awareness, the, the wisdom into any dark, sticky places. That's the goo and a guru is a, is a teacher of sorts. So it sounds like your mom taught you in this way, how to be inclusive. She showed you how to do that and experience that, which is Sagittarian energy is to experience that. And so you've, and then you've continued to, to grow that. And now you teach others how to do that. It's like the golden chain of, of uh, your family's lineage, making <laughs> yeah. people feel welcome. I mean, I think that's a, a, just such a, such a needed energy now in this yeah. world. Yeah, I, I also, I would give you a lot of props for just kind of figuring out, especially at your age, you know, what you wanted to do. There was, I don't remember the name of the book, but the, the author interviewed like, I don't know, 120 people that were like near death, like they were basically on their deathbed. Mm -hmm. And they asked them like, it was basically like, what are your regrets in life? The top yeah. three were pretty uh, consistent. You know, they, they were less work, more family time, you know, which makes sense. Uh, one of them was leave a legacy. 
And the other one, which might have been the most popular, was do what you love in life and not what people think you should do. That's such a cool, you know, to be able to figure that out at your age uh, is awesome. And so major, major props to you and, and, and you're most likely on a path to a happier, healthier life than, you know, people that obviously don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you um, bring more laughter into your life? Not as a way of bypassing any kind of um, sadness or anger, or anxiousness, mm -hmm. but when you need a laugh, do you have specific remedies that you could share with us? When I'm sad, I do let myself be sad for a bit. Good, I, good. I, I definitely don't um, bottle it up. And if I need laughter, I don't know if, if it's laughter, but if I need like calmness or more just to get the sadness out of me, I'll probably go for a run or go work out. Mm -hmm. um, and then laughter, my best friend, Frankie. <laughs> she's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'll go to her room and she'll just like say this funniest thing and I'll just laugh with her. Um, we could literally just lay in her bed or my bed for like hours. Just not, I don't even know what happens in those hours. Yeah, because Frankie has a very unique brand of humor yeah. that I know I do the same. I call her when I <laughs> need to laugh. And so she'll just, she'll give that perspective. It's very wise and very funny. And it'll yeah. just get you out. Very of, wise. Yeah. It just and gets you out of a funk. surface level no. it's with her. Never, which is, I love that. Like I hate being surface level with people. I want to know everything. So well, you're a Scorpio, right? Yeah. You're a Scorpio son. It's interesting because Frankie's room, which I didn't even know this back, you know, 20, whenever she got that mm -hmm. room, she's 20. Well, she, she shared a room with her sisters till they were five and a half. Yeah. But her, her room is in the Sagittarius section of our house, which Brandon, you mentioned like Maria doing a 180. So Sagittarius is on the compass, the South part of the house, 180 degrees to 210. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's her room and it's filled with books, you know? So she has mm. this incredible philosophy. Yeah. Her humor is just, it's from a deep place and it's, it's from a deep place. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the, for the people that may not be aware. So Frankie is your comedian daughter, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <My comedian daughter. laughs> for sure. So what's a way, if you see somebody at a gathering that mm -hmm. just looks like they don't feel comfortable do you have a technique or, or something that you say to them as a way to bring them more into the conversation with other people or introduce them? Because a lot of people feel awkward with that. How, can you give us some tips on how to do that, yeah. particularly in this season? Um, I feel like I would scope out the situation, but definitely just go up to them if they're completely alone and just, hey, like, what's your name? My name's Maria. Kind of start from there. Or if like we're in a group and they're not really talking, Hopefully I know like one fact about that person and can just be like, oh, you're from Colorado, right? Or just say something that makes them feel easy to respond to or, oh, what are you drinking? I don't know, something like that. And then hopefully that starts a conversation. But yeah, just very, I would, I think my advice would just be very natural. Yeah, that's just, that's a, that's just a really cool trait. You know, I, I <laughs> wish more people were, were like that, but it's just, uh, I don't know what the term is, yeah, uh, I don't know what the term compassionate is. or inclusive, but you know, all of those things, but that's mm -hmm. great. So the last thing I wanted to, to discuss is um, this season and yes. particularly Thanksgiving, be, being thankful and giving with our, <laughs> what our prosperity, our richness, whether it's um, 
are mentally the people who enrich us mentally or like, like emotionally who give us the laughter. Laughter is such a high currency. Those that give to us are those things that give us that richness, the woohoo, the woohoo currency, the spiritual um, but in our bank account to add to that, how yeah. how do you go about giving gratitude? Do you have a specific practice that you do being thankful, full yes. of thanks? I definitely pray. I pray mm-hmm. every day. I definitely say my thanks every night and every morning. That's one way. I also this year got into journaling. So I try mm-hmm. to write different things that I'm thankful for. Or I started this thing recently that for every thing I'm upset for, I have to say what I'm thankful for, what I'm happy for. That's like like a good task that it's not only to be negative, but to bring in some positivity. I am very vocal um, about being thankful. I I feel like all the time I just send people random text messages like, thank you so much or something. I love those tools. And is there anything that you're particularly thankful for right now during this? window of thanksgiving Um, yes so i it's been really hard with the pandemic not being with my family in paraguay so i've kind of been hopping around different friends homes and different places in the states that i can go to so i'm extremely thankful how supportive my friends have become basically my family in the past two years Um, and i feel like any international um kid that couldn't go home for this pandemic feels the same way if luckily so yeah definitely my my supportive friends this past year awesome okay well happy thanksgiving and we're thankful yeah maria thank you so much happy thanksgiving and that was that was very enjoyable um thank you for spending the time we're thankful for you giving us so much um wisdom thank Thank you Fourth quarter, this week's top four list. Woohoo! Okay, we're back. Time for the fourth quarter and the top four list. Pseudo Guru, what do you have for us today? Top four ways to catch Sagittarius currency. Ooh. Number four, lengthen your laughter. Well, I like it. So basically, what that means you're saying is just laugh more, laugh more and longer Nothing and see if you can. That. Yeah. And find ways to do that. Find people or situations or get a funny pet. And you have a comedic daughter, so that must be pretty easy for you. (laughs) I do. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Number three, leave limitations. Now, what what does that mean? So anything that's limiting you, leave it. Leave it behind. And especially next week, we'll talk more about the eclipse, which will help us shut doors to what's limiting. It could be um, limiting beliefs, um, other people, other situations that feel confining or limiting or or where your freedom is being questioned and you you don't feel free. Just leave those situations. I love it. Number two, liberate quest for life. Ooh, so that basically means let loose your hunger, your desire, your thirst to live life to the fullest. You got it. Absolutely. And liberate it. I'm getting good at this. Yes. No more suppression of that. No more compression, free it up, liberate it. Love it. And number one, be a glutton for gratitude. Ooh, this might be my favorite. So you're basically saying 
just be as grateful as possible. Yeah, exactly. Like with every bite you take, be grateful. Take what, a bite and, what, and say, oh, I'm, I'm grateful for this. Yeah, what a good one for Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. You can bring it into everything, like what, even while you're cooking or you're stirring the pot clockwise, you can just say to yourself what you're grateful for and you can put that energy of gratitude into what you're cooking. You can beam it out from your heart, from between your brows to people without even having to say it. And Now, what if, I, what if I stir the pot counterclockwise? You could. That, to me, that's going back in time. So any time that you were not grateful, you could go back in time and you know how like when you edit, you go back and you've changed, you edit out what's no, not really part of your story. So going backwards in t- going backwards in time, counterclockwise, you can edit out those times that you didn't, you weren't grateful. I never thought and, about that. So yeah. you're going, so that's going backwards. So, which you don't really want to do that much, right? You want to always be kind of looking forward and moving forward to some degree. I mean, it's, it's probably healthy to, to reflect maybe on, on the past to some degree, but you can, it's a danger zone where if you spend too much time there, I would think. Maybe not living there, but I think that knowing where you, where you came from, what your story is, I think is fantastic for evolvement and knowing that everything happened for evolvement, even particularly those painful times. And so going back and being grateful for them, because at the time there was really a challenge when you're suffering through the pain and agony of perhaps a breakup or um, an abandonment of some kind or a betrayal and being grateful for that because it led you to your next your next step, your next going higher in your quest and your journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy that something as simple as, as stirring a, a pot going in a direction has, uh, you know, has a meaning, has a force. Everything has a meaning. And so when you know it, that's the I should, know that. I yeah. should know that by now. <laughs> well, this is the season. Sagittarius season is to look for the signs and use, you'll see that on the portal because each day you'll get a new glyph and a new sign that correlates to the season. And oftentimes it comes with a particular spell or a mantra to incorporate into your day, just to enhance your day and get that woohoo, that ecstasy of the universe's approval. Very good. Well, listen, uh, I love the list and I just want to say I'm thankful for you and what you've taught me about the relationship between the cosmos and what goes on here on earth in our, in our reality here. I'm learning a lot. The woohoo craft is, has been an amazing thing for myself and uh, for a lot of other people as we hear from them every day. And, and so I'm grateful for you and, and I appreciate uh, all you've done. Well, I'm grateful for you because you got it all started. You said, hey, I think you should you should give a daily gift each day to people who want to sign up for that. You you got it all started. You found the platform and you helped make it accessible for people. So thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Awesome. Happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody else. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Yes. Thank you all for listening. We're really grateful for you. And please um, remember our sponsor, Jupiter reach out to Jupiter as needed. Okay. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.